0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about owning your awesomeness, specifically in the workplace. I'm talking to Lizzie Bernthal. She's the founder and CEO of Release Your Potential Limited. Um, and her company focus, uh, focuses on removing toxicity in the workplace through resilient and confident leadership. So um, I know myself coming from the corporate world a long time ago, now it feels like another lifetime, it's been so long, um, remembering how, how how much of a struggle it can be. If, if one person in leadership or maybe a few are not communicating properly, if the team's not communicating properly, and you know that we're all just human beings trying to do our best, and yet there's something going on that trickles from the top down, creating toxicity in a company, in an environment, in a team. And it sounds to me like Lizzie is called to really help uh, people uh, cut that off at the pass and create more positivity and authenticity in those environments. And and that makes it more confident when you're not hiding anything, right? So um, I'm really excited to talk to her today because I think this, uh, this mission in the world is very important. So welcome, Lizzie. How are you? you. Yeah, fantastic. Excited to be here. Thank you. You're very welcome. So um, why don't you share a little bit more about your company and what you do um, to create a legacy in the world um, and make the world a better place?
1: Yes, thank you so much. Well, as you said so coherently, I'm on a mission to end workplace toxicity. Uh, The reason I'm doing this is because I've experienced it myself, and I know how hideous it can be, how it knocks your confidence and your self-esteem and your resilience so a little bit of background which is why i'm doing what i'm doing i spent 25 years in the army in the british army as a nurse and a midwife and then i moved up through research and the first thing i would first tip i would say is don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something because at school i was told i wasn't intelligent enough for university so don't forget about medicine and i i mean i love i loved my nursing military. and midwifery, and I now have a PhD and and, and Masters of Education and a first class honours, all that stuff that I did later on in life. So that's that's the first thing about resilience is do not believe everything you're told. Go and find your path. Because when you find your path, you just show up with your awesomeness because you're being your truest self. But it wasn't always like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I was always really passionate about giving people a voice. So whether it was... Uh, patients when they were sick in hospital, where there was women having their children, when when I moved into academia, where there was students who needed to find their voice. And, you know, I, I had an amazing career and I loved it. And when I was out of the office doing my stuff, going around the world, speaking about empowerment, it was incredible. However, when I was back in the office, I didn't have my voice. I had a boss that I found very challenging and this happened on frequent occasions where I got every two years, we get moved to different posting. And I realized there was a bit of a theme going on here and realized that it can't be coincidental that I have the tricky boss. And the first thing I would say about tricky bosses, and <laughs> I did a LinkedIn. Saying poem, it very
0: nicely tricky. bosses. <laughs> That yeah. one's
1: tricky, there. So, so I did a poll a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago on LinkedIn. And it said ninety three percent had been exposed to a tricky boss. Mm-hmm. And the reason I use the word tricky rather than bullying or anything like that is because we can all relate to a tricky boss. I do not want anyone ever to feel if they've been bullied, it's because they're weak, because that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. So that's what I call tricky. But I knew after I'd had this experience that I'd been a victim and not even realized it. Mm. And I think that's the same with so many of us. The true authentic leaders that are absolutely inspiring, that other team can see are inspiring, they're often the ones that are knocked down because some individuals find them threatening but they don't realize they're threatening. They feel the opposite because they're experiencing this. It knocks their self-esteem. It knocks their confidence. They start questioning, are they good enough? And that was absolutely me. Mm -hmm. Until one day in a boardroom meeting, which I used to dread, I stood up and I said, enough is enough. This has to stop. And I found my voice that day. And at that point, I had this energy within me I didn't even know existed. And all this stuff came out of my mouth, very empowered, very confident. There was no aggression. And I thought, right, that's it. My mission is going to be when I leave the army to set up my own business, to end workplace toxicity, because this has to stop. Yeah. And now that, that's what I do. And it's the greatest privilege to see leaders absolutely soar because once you they realize it's not them mm-hmm. it's just because of stuff that's happened to them often childhood beliefs that have set up their blueprint that they're not good enough and I call it a bit weed, weeding and gardening this pluck out those weeds from childhood and then their blueprint changes completely they own who they are they own their awesomeness they show up powerfully and suddenly all that toxicity stops because they just don't tolerate
0: it. That's right. I love that. And, and you know, when I was in in positions of, of seeing this going on, being an intuitive, reading the room, you know, just really feeling that I understood what was going on, I, I saw that too, that You know everyone we're trying to get a job done together and yet everyone's working against each other like it's Mm -hmm. it's a battle of us versus them and it made no sense and of course i don't know if it's the same in uk but a lot of companies are set up where it's performance metrics one against the other instead of team metrics and so you have your individual you know way of being and it it does set set us up for this certain kind of competition the way society is but if we can see through that and, and we know everybody wins when we we show up authentic, the, yeah. ah, sorry, authentically, and we show up with that um confidence, it's it makes it a lot easier. I always wondered why we made mm. it so hard on ourselves.
1: <laughs> exactly, let's flow with the current rather than going pushing ourselves uphill.
0: Yeah, it's hard enough. The work is hard yeah. enough. So um, you mentioned a little bit in what you just shared, um, you know, watching mothers have their babies, you've used your intuition a lot in in the work that you've done. But you know, you weren't just in the army, you were a nurse and midwife for a while. And then in healthcare management, can you share about that time in your life and how that shaped you up to really tune into your intuition even more? So by the time you got in the armed forces, it was like, all right, now I'm I'm being really shaped up for what my mission is in the world.
1: Yes. Well, actually, I was an arm, I was a midwife and a nurse in the army as well. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. so the whole yes. time
0: was in the armed forces. Yes, That's so I wonderful.
1: deployed all over the world, eighteen countries. I think I've worked in eighteen countries, including Afghanistan and the Balkans and, and lots of quite. Severe dodgy places. Wow. Um, yes, it's interesting. It's only now because now the some of the work, lot of the work I do with my clients is helping them find their genius within and really hem in onto their intuition that we've all got to quieten that ego, that that gremlins mm-hmm. that are at us. Mm-hmm. However, I hadn't really reflected how much throughout my whole career I used my intuition. And I think there was one particular incident that really highlighted it. I was working as a midwife. I had a woman in labor. And I said, there's something just not right here. I don't know what it is All the parameters, are, but there's something that is just not right. She's got a very large baby in here. And I want you to be in the delivery room when to the to the obstetrician. I want you in the delivery room when I deliver her and I I was a very experienced midwife and oh don't we see you just you're making a fuss blah 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 when that lady delivered she had a 5.2 kilo baby which is 13 pounds about 13
0: pounds big baby (laughs) and
1: I say I say I'm not being arrogant here but I saved that baby's life because she had sold a technical term shoulder dystocia where the baby's so big it doesn't turn around Mm -hmm. And this urgent was in there, and I—it was all good. Everything was fine. Everything was great. But I—I I, after that, he never ever doubted me ever again. <laughs> if I said I don't know why I need you in there, they'd all come running. Because if Lizzie said we need you, there was something going on. And I think that was a real lesson where I had really listened to my intuition, probably for the first time that I'd seriously taken action upon it. Up to that point in my 20s, you know, I had this hunch about stuff, but other people seemed to ignore it, so maybe it was okay. Mm-hmm. To my peril, you know, I'd lost a lot of investments as a t- as a tw- in my 20s because I went to this investor that I didn't trust. I didn't feel it was right. It didn't seem quite true, but all much more experienced people were going to this guy, so I thought, well, they've got more experience And I didn't trust my intuition and it all went completely wrong. So, Mm. you know, ignore it at your peril. And I think we all know what is right. We don't need to be told what's right and what's wrong. Sometimes because of lack of confidence, we just push it under the carpet. Hope it's not existing. Hope it's all going to work out okay. Because sometimes it does take a bit of courage to stand up and say, right, this has got to stop.
0: Yeah. When we notice the patterns and we notice the how the flow has been flowing and we say we're all responsible for this, you know, in a workplace or in any relationship and in our relationship with ourselves, our choices and our awareness make such a huge difference. And you're absolutely absolutely. right. When you speak that truth, I talk about that with my intuitive development uh, students as well. That um, when something's heavy on your heart or on your mind, it's got to come out of your mouth. There's a big power surge yeah. when when you speak that truth and things start happening in physical form and, yeah. and manifesting in the world. So that's really cool to hear.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I do with my clients. I let them really get them to come into their body. You know, mm-hmm. what's happening in you because you, we sense it, you know, we physically feel it.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah, that's and where the so, energy stays. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. So that's where
0: just listen to that. Trust yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And and so when you come upon and and I'm not sure how you connect with people, but have you had a someone who's particularly resistant to this work? You know, maybe they they ask for, "Yes, I want. I want help, but yet" oh, I don't want to face my stuff? Or do people tend to open up fairly quickly when you when you open them up to the concepts?
1: Yes, well, I think to start, great question. I think to start with, one thing I always ensure, when, I, even if I'm just having those enrollment conversations before they've even decided if it, the program's right for them, I always ensure it is a really safe space. And I make it very clear, this is a safe space, no judgment, no criticism, no comparison, The only reason I would ever have to share anything you say is that the three normal things. If you've done something illegal, you've told me that somebody else has done something illegal or you're putting yourself at risk or somebody else at risk. So I make that very clear. So therefore, it's I feel so privileged how they just open up to me. Mm -hmm. And they tell often I find clients telling me things they haven't even told their wife of 25 years, you know, Mm -hmm. or anyone in their life, particularly if it's something really traumatic, like abuse from their childhood or something that that shame that's kicked in. And it's just the most rewarding thing, as you talk about just now, as soon as you speak it, it
0: loses its power. It does. Absolutely. And, yeah, the healing process can begin and I imagine in the in the armed forces you saw a lot of that as well, and and maybe observed how how people were hiding behind their their walls. Literally, and protecting body themselves. Armor. I mean, I did myself. I my physically yes.
1: my physical body armor and my emotional body
0: armor. Yes. absolutely. Because in that environment, you you have to. It's 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 yeah. part of the job. You
1: literally physically put your uniform on, and I wanted to fit in. And think that's the other interesting thing. And I'm sure you know this as well is you know i didn't realize that fitting in was the opposite of belonging Mm, yeah
0: that's true yeah
1: because fitting in you become that chameleon of being how other you think other people want you to be to to avoid rejection Mm -hmm. the irony of all is is that's when you get rejected because you're not being yourself (laughs) you're not being in integrity with yourself
0: Yes, and I look at it as we're kind of going along with some grand, this grand scheme or plan that was just kind of unconsciously created. Nobody's really leading the show per se or sometimes, well, you need to be like this and that. But we're all in that kind of assumption of, well, this is what's normal. And when you show up authentically and say, this is what's normal, then you invite other people to do that too. And I think yeah, that's probably exactly. what changes. The courage to be
1: vulnerable is absolutely essential as a leader because yeah. it as you say it gives your team permission to be vulnerable too. And that's when you get the real connection and rapport and support and collaboration.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and so I I've always envisioned, you know being being a person with a calling, you know, maybe in the light worker camp, however you want to call it, and feeling like the world is is being called into more of that collaboration and more cooperation and away from these egoic battlefields. So can you share your vision of a world where everyone is doing this kind of work or, or all the leaders are or maybe required to do this kind of work before yeah. they step into leadership roles and how that leaves a legacy. Um, and changes the world even even generations later after you're done starting all yeah, this. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I, mean, I, I passionately believe that you know our beliefs are set by the age of seven. And often, I think, well, about like 99% of the time, most of those beliefs don't serve us, but we don't even realize they're there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, another part of my mission is that let's just find the whole true awesomeness within us, Because if we unpick those beliefs and it doesn't have to be painful, our subconscious will only pop up with the bits that actually it's ready to pop up with, as you know. Mm -hmm. I I totally believe if we stopped all the drama, we wouldn't be having world wars. We wouldn't be having if we can stop it
0: on a one to one level. It would not be escalating. Yeah, I believe that, too. It, it starts very small and that and that makes sense when you when you talk about our beliefs and I, I think yes our, our foundational beliefs for sure and whatever happens by the age of seven our little egos are starting to form okay this is what the world is like and this is how yeah, need this is I need to respond to
1: protect myself this yeah, is what I need to, to say small you know mm-hmm. it might be something equally innocuous at the time like you're six and your math teacher tells you to put your hand down in class
0: hmm. Yeah.
1: And then you think, right, 20, 30 years later. No, I'm not
0: going to speak up in the boardroom.
1: I might okay. get shot down. Exactly.
0: Right. So and it's it ma- joining the dots, just it, joining the dots. It, it is. And it makes sense why a lot of people appear like children, you know, defending yeah. themselves or even, you know, backstabbing and gossiping and all this stuff is like where are the adults in the world where yeah. where are the leaders you know and I think that's true yeah. because um we're just starting to understand how the ego plays a role in the human the human experience and and that we've got to teach it a new way recondition it for that cooperation yeah. and collaboration and authenticity and that we're safe we don't need to run from the saber toothed tigers anymore
1: <laughs> we yeah, don't we're exactly. the top of the food
0: chain why are we still fighting
1: <laughs> yeah exactly our brain just hasn't caught up
0: <laughs> it is it hasn't it's got i think of it as an old program an old yeah outdated, old software. The old software just needs to be updated and that's kind of what's happening one person at a time one effort at a time and that's what that's what the beauty is in in people that are called to step up and make these changes and and help other people make these changes because it's not always easy in a world where the the flow is this egoic rush of conflict and drama and chaos and there's more and more people every day And, um, and speaking mostly for listeners out there that are called to do something big like this. The world need to. There, there's a network of, of people around the world that are called into service in different ways to to help people make these kinds of changes. And that's what changes the world. If everybody gives up, we're we're, we're not gonna get very far, are we, Lizzie? <laughs> oh absolutely.
1: And I do I I totally believe we cannot release our potential unless we manage our ego. Mm-hmm. And and I will be doing this to the day I die, which hopefully is a while yet. But I think, you know, I, I just feel it in every bone of my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I've it just gets stronger and stronger every day, even just having this conversation with you is just amazing, because I think, you know, it just I have, Well, we have a duty.
0: We absolutely have a duty. Yes, we do. And it's when we look at it as consciousness of it, we weren't conscious, conscious of it. Um, generations ago, maybe, you know, in the past few generations, some people, you know, the the esoteric elite would start thinking about it and talking about it. But now it's something that's available to all of us to talk about in terms of how to manage the ego and and realizing it's just this old programming. and. Um, I get very excited about it myself, I get a little dismayed when the world goes south. But there's also like, you know, my spirit guides tell me where it's just a process. It's a creative process, it gets messy sometimes. And we're in constantly in a field of change and transformation. So I think it's good to ask ourselves, do we want to be part of that positive transformation or um, in resistance to it? I certainly want to go with the flow. So (laughs) amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as with all of our guests, we like to talk about, I mean, all the wonderful things you're doing in the world. You, you seem very happy with your work, happy with your life, um, and yet we still face challenges when we're following our callings. So, yes. you know, you sound like a very busy lady as well. So you mentioned not always practicing what you preach in terms of maintaining boundaries that can sort of get to you. So can you share how that has gotten to you lately and how that affects you?
1: Yes. So I think, you know, I'm all about hashtag practice what you preach, but actually it's not very authentic sometimes when I don't. And I think, but I also understand that's us being human. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about boundaries, we have boundaries on every level, you know, whether it's how people communicate, it's time, it's place, location, every level has a boundary. And because I'm so passionate about what I do, I, sometimes my ba- I let my boundaries slip Sim- in practical terms. Like, you know, I could be sitting watching television with my daughter or my husband, and suddenly I find myself on my email because I, a client needs me and I'll just respond. <laughs> I do so, that
0: too, guilty. So,
1: so <laughs> it's, it's a loose boundary, but actually I realise when I do that, I'm not being present for my family. And my family is the most important thing in my life. Yeah. So that's that's why I think we have to be so conscious with technology now where it's so accessible. In the past, you'd have to go to work, you'd see your lap, you, you do even have a laptop, you'd have a whole machine. And there's no way it's huge. So you couldn't take it away anywhere. So you switched off at night, came home. There was no communication, no email, nothing. And so now everything's on our phone mm-hmm. unless we choose for it not to be.
0: That's right. Yeah. Turn it off, put it in the purse, leave yeah. it at home, <laughs> whatever you yeah, need to do. Exactly. So that's yeah,
1: just yeah. one little little example about how when we have such a passion to make a difference, sometimes the irony of all is, is that, that our boundaries can slip for other areas of our life.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I, I think there is there is that piece about, well, I've got to be on purpose. This is my purpose. This is what I came to the world to do. So I've got to do this. And um, I don't know about you, but there is a, a strong surge of energy in that and it feels yes. feels like on a soul level. Well, this, it, it may be stressful sometimes, but it still feels really good because this is yeah, this is what amazing. I came to do. And yet the our human, here's where our ego does need some rest and yeah. relaxation. We have to take care <laughs> of that human side that wants to just just keep going keep going keep going (laughs) well some of some part if we get yeah if we attach our ego to that purpose then we do get this kind of charge out of it that workaholism can show up um but the other side maybe maybe Sarah inner child side needs time to play and rest and relax and 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 deserves to have fun things in the world so I think there is there's a connection there for a lot of us really purpose-driven people um to to know that we're allowed and we should have that rest and relaxation it's essential it is because that's our gift from life for doing what we're doing you know Um, so um i drew a few cards for you just to give you some inspiration to take a little better care of those boundaries if you don't mind me sharing (laughs) oh perfect awesome so um, definitely the first card I pull is a card about secret desire so secret desire is not you know something like bad it's simply like you know I've been wanting to do this for a while and I don't know if it's safe I don't know uh, when's the right time to explore this so um, and I get chill bumps as I say that I feel like for you it might be um, either a long break or semi-retirement or something um, and it's more about you um, And it could be just a retreat, like a special deep retreat that you wanted to go on. And you're smiling. Can you share what that's about?
1: Um, I'm smiling because I want to go away with my husband for a a holiday. So that's number one thing. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I love learning. And sometimes in the past, I've been so passionate about learning that I've, that's where my boundaries dropped as well. Because mm-hmm. I'll spend a whole weekends doing a course, not seeing my family because it's learning and it's my business and my passion. So yes, but where I'm why I'm laughing is I'm I one of my missions is to organize a retreat. But also, also, I went on to my first retreat um, in April and it was amazing. And so I'm switching my kind of studying weekends to having that space because actually what's fascinating was just not not coincidental each year I set an intention for the year of one word and my word for 2023 was space
0: Mm. creating
1: Mm -hmm. more space creating much more time to be rather than do
0: yes I hear you and and that has a lot of women I've talked to on the show we've brought that up and and I don't know about you but post-pandemic it's yeah. like the the train started going full speed ahead again after a bit of a pause and, and we got to our nervous systems got to regulate especially if you went through lockdowns or anything like that it's like all right well there's not a whole lot we can do let's rest and you know kind of come home to ourselves and then yeah. as the world started speeding up we see oh gosh we're back into the the hustle right. maybe even more than we were before yeah, exactly. and that's again that's that flow that we have to be aware of are, yeah. are we going to fit into that flow or are we going to, to ask for what we need. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, you're coming out of a time for sure manifesting some big things and reprogramming some old patterns of, of yours. Um, but as you move forward, there is some ancestral patterns that may still show up that keep you not shining your light. So we'll talk about that, perhaps in the way of leading retreat or doing something new. Um, there, there is some stuff that's going to come yeah. up. and And I feel that you just have to march to the beat of your own drum and not uh, define yourself by the past or by ancestral patterns. Do you know what that might? Absolutely. Yes,
1: okay. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, I recently I've just had some um, some coaching about this, actually. Um, so you're spot on. I think my father, I'm eighth generation army mm-hmm. and my father had two brothers killed in fighting in the army when when mm. they were serving in the army. Mm-hmm. And so as a child, I was brought up always with this belief of sacrifice mm. that you give yourself to the nth degree. And if you if you die in the process, well, you've done your bit. Mm-hmm. And of course then I joined the army, where actually it is that is one of the philosophies of the army is that you're prepared to give your life if it's necessary.
0: Yeah. It is. Yeah, literally. Um
1: so now that served me then but it's not serving me now
0: Mm -hmm. so it's taking the warrior out of out of the uh, the light work so to speak (laughs) exactly exactly Mm
1: -hmm. um and so therefore it's something I'm really working through to unpick because I can't be that warrior anymore that is 100 sacrifice because then I'm not going
0: to be able to serve the world like I want to serve the world I'm in a different place now yeah that makes sense well definitely some of the underlying um aspects to this are shiny object syndrome so yes (laughs) so many of us out there talk about the internet with all the the ideas oh we could do that we could try that we could put ourselves out there like this um because we want to reach people and 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 have successful businesses but I think with a purpose-driven business we want to say how how can we hang our shingle out there our digital shingle in a way that works. And, um, and also do the things that fill us up and not uh, drain us. Um, So I feel that the more you speak the truth about that, and for you, it is speaking it. So I see you go into your husband and or kind of like you did in that boardroom standing up and saying, I've been looking into this thing and I know it's not right for me therefore I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm a woman of my word, so within 6 months here's what's going to happen and you hold yourself accountable with yeah. the power of that word. And um and awesome. definitely the the obstacle here is just the transformation of of being very focused and saying this is what what I'm working on. Everything else is running like clockwork, you know, this is my business, and then I've got this project, but otherwise I'm not going to get distracted by other things. Mm. Um, and the, the biggest thing is to, um, and I, I was, I don't know if i read an article or was talking to somebody about this the other day but um there's something about this false dopamine hit that we get when we're working on projects a lot of times it's um being online and and getting likes or get you know even just feeling like oh we touched somebody with an article we wrote um and we like to do that so that kind of rush to our purpose can be similar to that and rushing to the dopamine so being being quiet with with just the hum of of present moment awareness. I know you are comfortable with that, but I feel that that's a message for you to to just notice that and say, oh, if I'm feeling a little bored or I'm feeling a little like hmm, low, like I'm not low. I'm simply coming back home from all the busyness of the week. And that will, that will help you um, kind of ground yourself into the energy that you want to bring people into with your retreat.
1: Yeah. No, amazing. I mean, thank you so much for that because it's so true. I can be very frenetic and, uh, and I love, and I love having the energy. It's great. There are times where it's just time to calm down a bit and just
0: breathe. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's going around for sure. I, I'm, yeah. I I picture some movements in the future where they have, uh, I think they do have some coffee shops, actually, no phones allowed, just games and, and real books. You know, yeah. we're going to have these spaces like tech free spaces yes. so that we can yeah. just come back home to that. But I see that the biggest thing is just letting go. There's some sacrifices that need to be made so that you can get the long term um, peace and, and, and stability that you want, and again being that example so that you can share that with your clients, bring them into that with a retreat. And I do see at the end at the end here uh, a nice uh, a space of retreat. I have my card that that basically means retreat and a healing uh, cycle, and that you're going to find a lot of purpose in this. So you may love it so much that you start you. doing more of it and focusing on self care. And that yeah. space outside of the boardroom outside of the, the business that that you're really going to start um, nurturing people in, in their personal lives even more
1: amazing I mean I think you know my my morning routine is absolutely sacrosanct first thing in the morning but meditation affirmations reading all that sort of stuff it's absolutely sacrosanct to the extent that I get up earlier in order to make sure I don't miss it so that's you're inspiring to me
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that I do it in the evening I'm an evening person but I think about the morning I'm like oh, how would things shift if I would get up just a little bit earlier uh so well, I'm, I'm an
1: evening person too are yeah I good okay
0: those- yeah but the benefit, the benefit
1: is and always when the alarm goes off it doesn't feel that great but actually the moment I'm doing it it's like wow I know why I'm up now yeah, it's good. just a really special time first thing in the morning before the business of the day starts yeah checking in with
0: the self for sure yes absolutely yeah, that's important that's yeah, really journaling important.
1: and you know giving that inner inner thoughts
0: yeah for sure yeah. well good well I look forward to Thank hearing you. everything you create and mm-hmm. um and I just love the mission you have in the world. I wish there was your company was either, you know, all over the place in every uh, CEO uh, office uh, around, or um, I'm sure there's more that's going to pop up. Because when when you start doing something like this, and it helps people heal, more will pop up. And that's again, what yeah. changes the world inside exactly. of those spaces, you set up a movement. Yeah, a movement, seriously, yeah. because, you know, yeah. there's a movement away from those spaces, and, and le- people are leaving their their corporate jobs. But it's like, well, I mean, the world's set up, for, for that kind of situation. So how can we make those spaces more human-friendly yeah. and more soul-friendly? Um, I think that's the only way we can go forward. I in many, I'd
1: love the idea of coffee way. shops where no no, no <laughs> IT is allowed at all. Yeah, you know, Coffee shops now are used as second offices, aren't they? Where everybody goes to the coffee shop to work.
0: Exactly. With exactly. their laptops. Yep. And it's
1: like going to a library. You don't feel you can speak in mm. there. <laughs> mm.
0: mm-hmm. That's right, absolutely. Well, who yeah. knows what's going to come up that we once yeah. we go uh, the pendulum swings one direction. Human beings, we always bring it back to the other until we we keep trying to find our center and we will. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe exactly. that's why we come exactly. here.
1: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Molly. It's been such a joy to speak with you.
0: Oh, you too. Thanks for being here today. Yeah. And where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and what you do?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my website is rypotential. potential dot and i'm very active on linkedin so my name's dr lizzie Burnthal, and i'm sure you'll put the name in the show notes anyway but i think yes and i i'm on instagram facebook the usual social media but linkedin is my main platform so i post on there four or five times a week awesome. so and i do i do weekly lives as well i have a weekly live every wednesday um just sharing tools and techniques that might be helpful and i ha- also have a confidence cafe once or twice a week, which is a free online Zoom, just half an hour to pop in with a question.
0: Love it. Thanks for sharing that. And um, anyone out there who's in that space looking to uh, find some empowerment, some healing, go check out Lizzie. Obviously a wonderful spirit. Thanks for sharing your light today. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much. Take care. You're welcome. You too. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.